Hello, all you magnificent listeners. Welcome to another mini-sode of the Magnificently Huge Podcast. My name is Brian. Today, Chris, Eric, and myself are going to talk about the God of Hammers, the Lord of Thunder, Thor. More specifically, we're hoping this week's release of Thor Ragnarok will provide just the sort of clickbait to get your attention. If you like what you hear, check out this week's full episode where we discuss the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 2, or better yet, subscribe to the podcast, share it on your feeds, and tell us how awesome we are. You can reach us on Twitter, at MagHuge, on Facebook, facebook.com slash MagnificentlyHuge, and we're on Instagram as MagnificentlyHuge, or you can email MagnificentlyHuge at gmail.com. Okay. This mini-sode is a full-on spoiler cast, so if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, maybe go see it. Like, right now. Like, drop what you're doing, cancel your plans, get in your car, go see the movie, and then sit through this one last little spoiler warning right here, and enjoy our little mini-sode. This shit is spoiled! Anyway, as I was saying, I can't wait to talk about this movie because I can't count all the different ways it makes me smile. I can't think of how the, the, the fanfare goes. So I made one up. Uh, oh, Thor. Well, that was that was awful. Okay, that so was Eric Reed's Thor Ragnarok fan. Oh yeah, so available for, on iTunes for the, those of that aren't aware. This is what we call a minisode, which is half the calories of a regular show, but all the fat. We're gonna review Thor Ragnarok. Was that the uh, the plan? Because it just opened. Yes. Yeah. So Thor three doesn't sound very good, but Thor Ragnarok is amazing using all that uh nordic stories from centuries ago and trying to make it out to be a sci-fi movie i i think it's a fun conceit when i saw the treatment for the title like they announced a whole bunch of marvel movies at a comic-con a couple years ago and they put that title treatment up and it looked like you know an 80s videotape yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it still does font style yeah yeah uh, like total kung fury thing right and i'm just like oh god what's happening and they <laughs> just went for it yeah this is the true sequel to flash gordon yeah and i was gonna say that it's got a little buck rogers got a little classic battlestar galactica looks kind of like an 80s video game they went full-on retro without being full-on retro it was a weird dance and they pulled it off so i salute them for that so aesthetically it i think bar none is gonna be my favorite production design for any of the marvel flicks so far really i think so yeah I enjoyed it. Production design-wise, it felt very much like the Guardians films. They, it had a lot of, of similarities to that one, just overall, because it's sort of that team in space up kind of thing. I think that kind of worked for me in a way, because it, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy suggested the rest of the galaxy sort of looks and operates in a certain way, and this just fits in with that. Yeah. Right. Like Jack Kirby drew outer space. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like Star Lord grew up on the trash planet. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it also had that 60s European sci fi vibe rolling, like Barbarella and that kind of thing. So there's just a lot of weird production layers, just up from an aesthetic perspective, uh, that I really dug immensely. Yeah. And then just the way that they did certain sequences and shots, it looked like an actual comic book, like a Jack Kirby would draw. Mm. And the flashback sequence with the Valkyries looks completely different than anything else yes. in the movie, but then it's yeah. supposed to, and it works so well. Yeah. But yeah, by the time you see Kate Blanchett as Hela, 
and the horns and yeah. whatnot. I mean, it's just she is a comic book villainess yeah. with the skin tight outfit and just every pose is perfect. Yeah, it's and ridiculous. Yeah. So just to recount for people that are living under a rock, this is the third Thor movie. And basically, Thor and Loki come to find out that they've got a sister named Hela who was banished because she's just so evil. She's the goddess of death. She's hella bad. Hella bad. Under my umbrella. Hella, hella, hey. No, don't do that. Um, (laughs) No. (laughs) And so she's come back because Odin has finally died. And we uh, basically get her takeover of Asgard and then presumably the rest of the galaxy. And so they have to stop her. And they don't exactly address it or reconcile it, but frankly, she's right. She was helping Odin beat down everybody. And when he didn't want to do that anymore, he locked her up. I mean, her job was kicking ass. I read a reaction today from a reviewer from New Zealand who was like, only a New Zealander could have made this movie because it's about colonialism. (laughs) It's true. And about how all the sins of the the colonists are swept under the rug and history is rewritten and i'm like oh my god yes yeah yeah that's totally what i thought but i didn't mind i'm like i'm along for the ride i i dig it but yeah that's totally true i would also like to add that it's been marketed as a comedy and it is very funny but i also would like to add that by far this seems like the most most death toll of a marvel film Mm. i just there's so much so much wanton death and destruction throughout this entire thing. And it, I think, what, well, I guess for what cemented it for me was it's it, all the deaths are really casual. Right. Well, she's the goddess of death and she sure does kill. Goldblum melts a guy. Yeah, melts a guy. And then it's all of the stuff on the Grandmaster's planet where there's just like dead bodies everywhere and they're real casual about it. It's like, what the hell is going on? So it's almost like there's a gallows humor at work. Yeah. And it, I dug it. There were probably more people who died <laughs> in the first Avengers with the attack in New York, but this is, I think, the most explicit well, death. This is the most, like, one-on-one, nope, that person's fucking dead kind of death. Yeah, yeah. And she's just standing in a pile of bodies <laughs> in that one, yeah? Yeah. And she crushes the fucking hammer. Yeah. She crushes the hammer. Yes. No more Mjolnir, whatever the hell it's called. They did get a couple of good Mjolnir uh, gags in there. I love where yeah. when Thor just drops it in the dragon's mouth and the dragon yeah, stuff. That was good. <laughs> or or uh, when it when it's disguised as, um, as an umbrella. Hella, hella, hey. And, <laughs> God damn it. and he's in Doctor Strange's uh, lair and he's calling the hammer. And it's you hear all the clanking and breaking and <laughs> <Yeah>. whatnot, <laughs> and then it just shows up as an umbrella full of glass bits. I thought that was fun. So a very inventive use of the Marvel world, uh, I thought. So tremendous fun. So Eric, what were your impressions? Because I'm actually came into this expecting you to be all like disappointed. No, I uh, let's see. Uh, I, I liked everything. I like everything you liked. Probably you can say I liked too. So I'm not even going to bother going through it scene by scene. My one complaint is one I'm not sure you're going to have an issue with. At first, I said, you know what? They spent too much time on the trash planet. You know, that, that sequence went a little too long. And then I realized, no, it's not that. Bruce Banner, as written, is boring. Uh, the whole Hulk thing. He should have <laughs> never stopped being Hulk. Because they didn't know what to do with him. And, you know, part of the fault of that is I don't think they maybe that maybe they did that to go. Look, see, you you don't really want another Hulk movie. 
You, 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 all these other guys, you're like, don't, don't make us make another Hulk movie. This is what it would look like. And the other half of it is Mark Ruffalo is the most boring actor in English. I mean, he's just the worst 10 minutes of screen time. And the best part of it was watching him, I think, die when he fell out of that ship. Did you like the parts where Hulk was Hulk and was talking? Uh, not as much. I think because they went with the baby talk Hulk and not the Hulk who's just as aggressive and aggro as, you know. So my concerns were valid in that I was afraid Eric and I were going to disagree about this movie, but we disagree in that I thought the movie was firing in all cylinders the whole time they were on Sakaar and the rest of it was a little flat. Mm. Uh (laughs) Well, it's a very loose story structure. They just introduce Hela, and then that's almost on the periphery, all of the Ragnarok thing yeah. going on. And the bulk of the movie is the space adventure on Sakaar. And then they have to kind of go tie up all the loose ends. But to me, it didn't really matter because I looked at it sort of like, well, this is theoretically a Norse god. And so this is this whole thing is structured essentially like somebody telling the mythic tale of this adventure. And so there's going to be overlap and loose ends and holes and gaps, and you're just going to get pretty much the broad strokes. I do resent that they put so much of the Valkyrie's dream sequence in the preview because I thought, yeah, they they put almost all of it into the preview. And so that made me think at least half of the movie is going to look like this. Gotcha in the theater. And that was one of the things that disappointed me. I feel like the trailers, it turns out the trailer was pretty spoilery. Like, a lot of the best shots yeah. are are ruined by the trailer. The, the good news is that the movie is enjoyable even if it's been spoiled for you. So they got away yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah, there was that shot of that Pegasus. I was expecting this big old epic, like, I don't know, two towers <laughs> level scene with Pegasus yeah. and Valkyries and shit. And it was just like the yeah. one shot. Yeah. Or at least the Hawkman attacking being the Merciless. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, well, who wants to live forever? I think overall it worked tonally. Uh, I think they made a good choice with Taika Waititi Mm -hmm. going into it, because Thor is the only character that my wife really enjoys watching. So she loves all the Thor movies, and I think it's just because they're so weird and fantastical. Yeah, me too. Uh, And apparently... Is that because of Chris Hemsworth? Well, I've heard that Hemsworth is easy on the eyes, but eh, whatever, I don't see it. You were into the Hulk's ass. (laughs) And his big giant green schlong, apparently. (laughs) That was funny. But we went in. And uh, no, yeah. I can't unsee that. I can't. I can't unsee that. <laughs> but we went into it because uh, it's a Thor movie, and it had four of the the actors that she loves to to see on screen, and just about anything. So you had Hemsworth as Thor. Goldblum, Hemsworth. No, not Goldblum. I'm talking from my wife's perspective. You got Thor, Loki, Idris Elba as Heimdall. Yeah. And then I did not know that Carl Urban was in this thing. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that was Carl Urban? No. I'm just the janitor. <laughs> uh, it was good. Uh, and then apparently Clancy Brown voices the, what's the big horny monster? That's Clancy Brown, who is the Kurgan from Highlander. No, the best cameos were, did you guys know who played in the play? <laughs> yeah, Loki's play at the beginning? Yeah, that was uh, Will Hunting. Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. Chris Hemsworth's older brother yeah. played Thor, and Sam Neill was was Odin. Yeah, I saw Sam Neill. In an almost Jurassic Park uh, reunion. <laughs> By the way, how awesome was Anthony Hopkins playing Loki disguised Yo, as Odin? That was my favorite yeah. line. In- oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it worked so well. I loved it. But all of the interplay, especially with Goldblum at his Goldblumiest. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, was that Goldblumy? Yeah. I mean, it was just it's what you pay him for. I could just watch that all day. When they first bring Thor in and he's getting ready to pay Valkyrie, and his uh, assistant is basically just not happy with Valkyrie. And he's yeah. like, I always, he's like, what do I always say? You're, it starts with a B. She's always trash. <laughs> like, no, that doesn't even start with a booze B. hag. Booze hag. Yeah. But the big revelation <laughs> was the character of Korg. Korg was a uh, fan favorite, I think. Yeah, I think he's gonna be a lot of future memes. Yeah, he's this year's Groot. Yeah, but far more entertaining. He's the new Doug. Oh, Doug used to say that. Yeah, poor Doug. <laughs> I want a whole movie of just those two, you know? They don't even have to fight evil or anything. They just walk around going, yeah, he's got nice for hands. <laughs> when he shows up with yeah. the two knives there and he's flicking him around. That was awesome. <laughs> when he's talking to Thor, when they're grabbing the weapons and Thor's trying to explain his hammer. Oh, right. And uh, and he's like, in it, in it yeah, and I, I kind of swing it and I fly and it kind of pulls me off. Your hammer pulls you off? Oh. Well, I spun it really, really fast. It gave me the ability to fly. You rode a hammer? No, I, I didn't ride the hammer. The hammer rode you on your back? No, no, no. I, I used to spin it really fast and it, it, would, it would pull me off. The, oh, my God. The hammer pulled you off? The ground. It would pull me off the ground up into the air and I would fly. <laughs> it's like, where, where the hell does that come from? Oh, man. <sighs> so... Cord yeah. got all the best lines. Hey man, we're gonna jump on this ship here. Uh, you wanna you wanna come? <laughs> hey man, I'm cool. We're gonna get out of here. Wanna come? Jeff Goldblum calling it Asberg and calling Thor Sparkles and just generally yeah. being condescending hey, was fucking great. Yeah. Hey Sparkles, here's the deal. If you want to get back to Ass uh, Place, Asberg, Asgard. Did you guys stick around for the end credit scenes? I got one of them. No, I read about it, but uh, I had to pee like a fucking racehorse about halfway through. So I bolted as soon as the big shadow hit over the ship on the mid sting. Yeah. And then I left. Yeah. I saw the Thanos end credit scene and I heard that the other one was Jeff Goldblum and his brother. The one at the end is Jeff Goldblum. The revolution has found the Grandmaster and they corner him and he's like, okay, guys, good job with that revolution. You know, it was a real team effort because, you know, you can't, you can't revolt unless you've got someone to revolt against. So it was a tie. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's fluff, but it was it was great gold blooming. Oh, they didn't then. They didn't have his brother show up. Um, the grandmaster's brother. Yeah, no, it's just him confronting the revolt on his planet and declaring uh, a tie. Because his brother's Benicio del Toro. Is that the deal? Is that what's supposed to be going on there? I believe yeah. so. Yeah, they're they're of the same okay ilk. And you know, Loki stole that tesseract. I mean, but that's they... that's why Thanos showed up. Uh, so yeah, I think we've already built in our next <laughs> Avengers movie. Yeah, yeah. A couple things I wanted to call out. You guys caught the the pure imagination music, like yes. when they were yes. recreating the Willy Wonka tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They actually played that was pure amazing. imagination. That was... Jolene found that irritating. <laughs> um, well, I think she's wrong about that. I think, yeah, yeah. I'm going to disagree with her on that one. Because Nancy, sitting next to me, just started giggling like a little kid yeah. <laughs> when it came on. I saw it alone. I, so I thought they might have taken I, I it. Alone, I think it works. So I had to have all these thoughts like, what? Oh, no. Are they? Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one thing that I thought was impressive uh, yeah. was they they completed a number of effect shots for the trailer and apparently for the footage for the next Avengers film that was shown at Comic-Con where Thor had two eyes. 
and um, yeah. they then redid those shots with him missing an eye for this film. So that that was a lot of extra effort to keep that one a Maybe. secret. Chicanery, and that I'd like to touch on because uh, I don't know why it bothers me so much that he lost an eye. I mean, I get yeah, he's he's like yeah. Odin now; he's the rightful heir, blah blah. But uh, it just struck me that Thor loses a crap ton mm-hmm. of stuff in this movie. He loses everything. So he loses Jane, he loses the hammer, we're touching that. He loses his fucking He loses eye. Asgard. Loses his hair. That's true, yeah. Don't let Stan Lee cut your hair, that's the lesson learned there. So he loses all of that, so is that going to be like the new motif moving into this next portion of Marvel, I guess? Well, I actually wondered if what they were doing with Thor was getting ready to push him out the door and get the female Thor in, however they're going to explain that. Could be. Well, I want to know is... Is Hela going to represent death, and is Thanos going to be uh, infatuated with her? Is she going to play the role of death? Hmm. It, could, it, it could work. Didn't she get totally obliterated by the, the well, big... Well, we didn't really see her die. She also got stabbed through the chest, I mean, and zapped by lightning. She can probably <laughs> okay. come back however she damn well pleases. I mean, Loki fell off of, you know, I guess Asgard, like, the first time, and... He kind of died the second time. He's always dying and not dying. So, Well, I will say that the only thing that I didn't like was when they basically did the Battlestar Galactica <laughs> ending, where, where they're all on the ship flying to Earth. I remember actually thinking during the, the scenes when Hela was like, you know, that one, kill her, that, the, the, the whole thing. I'm like, how come? I thought Asgardians were like maniacally super strong. How come anyone is weak? On this planet. Well, that's what I'm thinking is if they go to Earth, are they all going to be like stupid superheroes? Pretty much. Oh, that'd be badass. Like they're all just be, it'd be like Alien Nation. Maybe they should do that movie. That would be funny. Well, I guess in the <laughs> comics, they built Asgard over Oklahoma at one point. So <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. There's precedent for it. Okay, so things things that I appreciated about this movie. Um, I liked that they tied up the the loose end with the Infinity Gauntlet and Odin's vault being right. a fake. That was mm-hmm. a beautiful way okay. to dispose of that yeah. problem. I love the bit where every time Thor sees Loki, he has to throw something at him to see if he's really there <laughs> or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one too. Also, the get help that was a good get bit help too. was was a good bit. The the callback <laughs> to the lullaby and to the Hulk whipping Loki around yeah. was was yeah. hilarious. And then backfiring, that was the best part. Yep. Um, and I really enjoyed the scene when they're flying towards the devil's anus and the two Asgardians had to take out a bunch of spaceships and he's like, uh, I don't know how to fly a spaceship. Use one of your PhDs. And he takes off. That was a good bit of hero-ness. I would like to point out that Brian, in one sentence, used the word devil's anus and the two Asgardians. You're welcome. It's, so, it's hard to avoid with this. Thank man. you. It's not like we're doing this on yeah. purpose. They did it to us. I also uh, would like to add that it's the best score, soundtrack, whatever, to, to any Marvel Mother, movie. Mark Mothersbaugh. Up, up to this point. Yep. Mark Mothersbaugh. Mothersbaugh just killed it. It's just the, the, right, the right tweak of just 80 synth bullshit, uh, and he made it fun. And then you get the actual immigrant song in the big final action battle sequence, and it fit. Okay, it bugged me the first time. Yeah, I don't know that I would have used it two times in the movie. That's the problem. I wouldn't have used it in the preview either if you... And they knew they were going to use it. They had a character named Valkyrie. Well, here's the thing, is when they were pre-planning the movie and when they were interviewing for directors, Watiti went in 
and they didn't have a script or really a story anything or anything. They were just sort of looking for people to to come on board. And so he did what's mm. called a sizzle reel mm-hmm. to kind of give them the flavor. And he just pieced together clips from other movies to kind of give them a, a mm-hmm. feel for what he was going to shoot for. And then over the top of it, he put okay. Immigrant Song just to, to kind of sell it. And he said that the executives just looked at him and like they had no idea what the song was. Oh, my God. And to, uh. Yeah. And, he, and, then he, and, and so he, he said he looked around and, and, he, and he had just that brief moment where he thought, oh, no so it i don't think it works in the fight against searcher at the beginning because again it's not earned yeah right but at the at at the end when he's taken on his full might and then he's going to go kick a bunch of guys's ass it totally works and it would have had more impact if it hadn't have dropped earlier also you need valkyrie in order to do fight the valkyrie so i mean it made perfect sense when she was in the fight when he's just following (laughs) fighting this devil dude actually my first thought was oh shit am i gonna have to hear this the whole movie because we're only 10 minutes in so yeah i think overall a good fun ride i enjoyed it and uh i would uh, yeah i would i would put it up towards the the top of the the pack Maybe not the top, but definitely. So I do also think Paul Feig is basically telling us, see, you don't want a Hulk movie. Yeah. I think Hulk is better like this. <laughs> but I got I got like an hour's worth of a Hulk movie. I mean, that was, I really enjoyed the whole, like I said, I think the movie was at its best on Sakaar. Just as long as we never see Bruce Banner. I mean, I think they were making that promise too. If I become <laughs> the green guy again, I'm not coming back. And I thought, I swear, I swear I thought, <laughs> yay. <laughs> don't come back ever the strongest avenger <laughs> point break that was a good callback too uh, or the bit where thor is telling the story about loki uh, being a snake who it's me yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly so yeah i think all in all uh good overall right uh, and i might add that the the opening weekend uh it made almost 123 million dollars just yeah domestic good i hope that tells them to keep making big goofy comic book movies i'm all for it <laughs> well it's almost almost half a billion worldwide so yeah i don't think they're not going to they really do something <laughs> so we'll right see. with these things don't they because it's not the same thing over and over again because they keep getting new people to do it it's like when we were talking about friday the 13th you know you always get some new artur to take it over completely well i mean they've started doing that more and more i think since ultron i think they all realized with Ultron that like the house formula was getting stale and they probably really regretted letting, um, Edgar Wright, uh, and getting Peyton Reed, by the way, Peyton Reed was the name of the guy who ended up directing it. Yeah. But I noticed that last day. I mean, Iron Man three was very much a Shane black movie. Mm -hmm. This was very much a, Take a YTT, or how we pronounce his name's movie. Captain America Winter Soldier was those two brothers, the Russo brothers. And the James Gunn's movies have been, uh, pretty signature yeah. style too. I'd be curious to get your reactions to Guardians too when you guys get around to it. I I have opinions. Okay. As soon as it doesn't cost anything on Amazon, yeah, I'll check it out. That's kind of my thinking as well. Not running out to see that. Yeah. No, fair enough. <laughs> We're such tepid Marvel fans. It's amazing. Well, yeah. But we love Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Run right out and see it. Good stuff. Recommended. 
Okay, folks, that about wraps it up for us until this weekend. Check out another fresh new episode of the Magnificently Huge podcast rolling hopefully on Sunday or Monday morning, depending on where you are. Uh, once again, you can find us on Twitter at MagHuge, Facebook.com slash MagnificentlyHuge, email MagnificentlyHuge at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time, probably for Star Wars because, you know, clickbait. All right, see you then.